Amen. Book of Romans. And uh, go to Romans chapter 1. We're going to take a look uh, at the end of it. Oh, while you're turning there, I had uh, forgot to make announcements. Uh, ladies Bible study tomorrow night, 530 to 730. And Joe Beth, as far as... You know, if all this going on, the hospital and all that, you'll, you'll still be there for this, right? Okay. Um, the Young Adult Activity on Friday, September the 30th at 7 p.m. That's at Danny and Kim Dunlap's home. And uh, the Merry Hearts Club, our senior saints, are having an activity on Saturday, October 1. And uh, right now it's at 1 o'clock at the Cracker Barrel off Hacks Crossroads, but you were thinking about, you talked to them there at Cracker Barrel, and are you going to, there, okay. Uh, so she's saying that it might be better if you come about, if we have it about 2 o'clock, so we need to make sure and make that announcement Sunday uh, in, instead, they, and they felt like they could really take care of us real well that way. Uh, if you brought a dish for the funeral last week, your dish is clean and waiting for you to pick it up in the kitchen next door. And just a reminder, if you haven't had a chance to fill out the information uh, forms uh, yet that are back on the table back there, there's still some on the table in the hallway. So uh, if you'd do that for us, I'd appreciate it very, very much. Now we're going to just kind of try to fi finish up here. Uh, as we look at Romans chapter one, where we had gotten down to basically uh, verse 29, says being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, and we were at murder. Man, isn't this an exciting place to be? Uh, uh, wow, it, it, I brought you here to encourage you. We're going to talk about murder tonight. Uh, and so, man, I don't know. Oh, wait a minute. We've got something wrong here. I thought... Man, how can it be shining like that? But it's hung on the ledge, I think. Is that a little better? Or no? Didn't make any difference at all? No, I didn't. What's going on with it? Hmm. Okay. That's a little better now, though, right? I think it's breathing back there. <laughs> it is. It's going to... Okay, so it's alive, and uh, that is really weird. <laughs> okay, so, but, but the Lord is teaching us, he's saying that, you know, when you get this point where you just say no to God, there's all kinds of things going on. Uh, matter of fact, it's a pretty good description of our world today, it, pretty good description of Memphis. Um, uh, it's a pretty good description of this world, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, and then we're at murder, and murder, of course, to slaughter, murder uh, to be slain, the act of unlawfully killing a human being with premeditated malice to constitute a murder law. So uh, murder, this is a very easy one to define, and, and so but the, the key is, is that uh, God's throwing it in here, and it's extreme, but, but this is where you get to, and this is the mindset, and it keep beating this horse, but, but we took out God out of everything uh, back in the 60s. We just took God away from all education, took God away. And, and sadly, sad, I'll be honest with you, sadly, uh, it's really more the Christian's fault. We just, we forgot that this, it wasn't up to the school to, to present God. It was up to the family to present God to the children. And, 
And uh, we just, we have to keep before our children uh, the importance of the Word of God, the importance of the truths of God. And so um, that's where we are. Debate is another one. It says a quarrel, wrangling, contention, debate, strife, variance. You know, we don't murder a whole lot of people in church, although, you know, God says if you, you Jesus said if you think about it, so maybe we do murder some people in church. But, uh, but debate that, you know, we're starting to get in now where really we might get down home. If there's anything that caused a, a problem in a lot of churches over the years is this quarrel, wrangling, contention, debate, strife, uh, strife, debate, contention. It says debate in Webster's 1828, contention in words or arguments, discussing. Uh, we won't even try to say that word. Um, but it's, a, it's strife, and it's bringing about strife, and it's, it's, it's not debate as we're trying to debate an issue to just understand it. We're not doing that. It's an argument. It's, 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 trying, it's to contend, it says, for uh, in words or arguments. It's the argument that's the, that the problem, and, and that's really easy to do. We just, yeah, and, and can I tell you, it, it's sadly, but, but the older you get, the more opinionated you get, Okay? That's why it's really, really nice to work with young people because they're not really opinionated yet. You know, older folks, I, I had an aunt one time that uh, she said, I want, a, I want a Coca-Cola. And she meant an actual Coca-Cola, not as in the South, a Coca-Cola is anything. You, you say, I want a Coke. Okay, what kind of Coke do you want? Y'all understand that? Uh, only a few people, we got too many Northerners here. But the, but. Uh, but she wanted a Coca-Cola. And so I went in and got her one. It was back then, the bottles. So I went and got one. I figured, you know, I'm just a, a man, you know, bigger is better, right? So we go get, you know, the biggest Coke that I can find in there in those glass bottles, and I come back out there, and she about threw a fit. I don't want one like that. I want one of the six-ounce bottles. Have you ever even seen the six-ounce bottles? okay. She said, don't you understand they taste different out of the six-ounce bottle? And I said, no, don't understand it, don't care. <laughs> you know, I mean, how could it be that much difference out of a six-ounce bottle? It's the same stuff they squirted in this one that they did in the big <laughs> bottle. But she, would, she refused, would not drink it unless it came out of a six-ounce bottle. God bless her is another person I hated. All right, now, so... All right, then deceit. Again, this is bringing it down more to our level. Uh, craft, deceit, guile, subtlety, literally a catching or ensnaring, the, the misleading of a person, the leading of a, another person to believe what is false or not to, man, that sounds like a politician, right? Uh, but we're, you know, we can get into this also because it's amazing how much we can shade things to work good for us. You know, we, gotta be, you gotta, we have to be very careful. And I, I started to say, you got to, and I'm not a UP preacher, so I don't like to do that because I, I, I'm the starting place of everything that I preach. And this is something you got to be careful of because it can, it can creep in and it's already at least halfway out of your mouth before you realize, you know what? I'm twisting this, shading this, and do you know what that's really close to being? A lie. Thank you. And so that's, um, uh, that's real dangerous territory. And so uh, it's, it's, it's really there. You see in Jeremiah 5, 27, their houses are full of deceit. And I forgot my little 
pointer back in my office that your wife just got me, and I forgot it. So, all right. Now, uh, malignity. Uh, these are, you love these words. Bad character, uh, mischievousness, malignity. Uh, it says depra- depravity of heart and life. Subtlety again, malicious craftiness. Uh, Webster's 18.28, extreme enmity, hatred, or evil dispositions of the heart towards another. Uh, again, we can, you know, uh, I jokingly said there's another person I hate. Uh, but, you know, the truth is we're really not supposed to get to that point where we hate anybody. We hate the devil. Amen? We hate evil. We hate Satan. Uh, we really are not supposed to have hatred in our heart toward people. And, 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 I, and I'll beg you, I, I was at the hospital um, yesterday, I think it was, maybe today. I don't know. These days are kind of running together right now. Uh, but with my, with my dad, and he was frustrated because uh, they had he'd gone into the emergency. Uh, we found out on the way back from Birmingham on Monday that we picked him up there that I guess for the last four or five days he'd been having trouble. He wasn't going to tell us, but my cousin that brought and met us told us he was having trouble. So we got him home, and, and then another brother called a doctor, a heart doctor, and they said, you better take him to the emergency room. So we, we, we did, and then they uh, said there, okay, we're going to, uh, he, you got some internal bleeding going on, so we got to run some tests. And so the next day, everybody that's walking into his room is, is uh, saying, we don't know anything about any tests. Who, what doctor did you talk to? It's like, you know, we, they didn't even know why he's in this room right here. And my dad was getting pretty frustrated. Of course, that is a little bit frustrating, but he's getting pretty frustrated. Well, I told dad, I, you know, at the same time, he's watching on the news, on the TV. He said, I said, dad, is there anything decent for you to watch? No, nah, it's nothing on, but he's got it on all this political stuff. And everything they're saying is just making him more and more mad. And I'm saying, Dad, don't watch it. You know, just don't watch it. It just, it's not helping you. You're not going to change it. You know what they are, okay? We don't have to hear them say it one more time. Uh, So it'll drive you crazy. And you know, folks, that's what we have to do. What We have to get away from those things that are going to cause us to be angry and create that hatred towards somebody. If I listen to, you know, so you're going to listen to the debate. No way. I'm not going to listen to them debate. My wife, every once in a while, she'll get to reading stuff. She's, she's one of those, man. She's, she's a tangent person. Uh, she gets on there and she'll start, and she'll, man, she just, she wants to research everything. She wants to know everything. She'll, she'll say, Rob, what about this? What about this? We need to, and, and, I, and I'll say, baby, you don't want me to listen to this because you don't want your husband to go to prison. Okay, because if I listen too much, I'm going to go kill somebody, you know. So you don't want me to do it. You don't want me to do it because I, I'll just, it'll just get me too upset. And so that's just something we need to, to be careful of. And so uh, then it goes to whisperers. And, and again, uh, this one really, you know, when you start, start talking about the church and the family, this is one that will really be one that's, uh, that creates a lot of uh, chaos inside of churches over the years that I've seen. A whisperer, secret, slanderer, detractor, a tattler, one who tells secrets, a conveyor of intelligence secretly, a backbiter, one who slandered secretly. 
It's just spreading gossip, just talking. You know, and, and it's, well, it's, it's true. You know, bad truth doesn't need to be told either. If it's bad, we just don't need to talk about it. Uh, it we don't need to say, or had, did you hear about so-and-so? Now, probably it'd be real good if we didn't. Amen. You know, it'd just be better that we just didn't hear about it. And, and you say, Brother Hooker, are you teaching this for a reason? Yes, I'm teaching this for a reason because it's in Romans, okay? Uh, <laughs> not because, you know, something going on in church. It just it happens to be where it is, and... Uh, we have experienced some things over the years and seen some things, and this is one of, in the ministry that we ran, the sailor ministry we ran, it, it would, we'd go through cycles of types of people that would work with us. We'd have 15 married couples to 30 married couples that would work with us at any given time, and then probably 15, 20, 30 uh, single men that would work with us. But, but uh, it would just be, periodically, we'd run through a cycle where we would get a lady or two that just undercurrent all the time. Something was wrong and somebody was doing something wrong and somebody was new. It, it just, and it just caused a, a just really a, just a bad feeling inside everything. And, and so uh, basically God just saying, you know, we, we don't, this is, it's, it, he put this in the list with murderers. That's, right. That's one of the things we have to remember. This is in the same list as it is with murderers. And so then we have backbiters, right, you know, akin in here, but, but uh, just a little bit more extreme, talkative against slanderer, backbiter, a defamer, evil speaker, one who slanders, speaks ill of the absent. And so that's uh, the, the whisper is trying to just kind of spread a little undercurrent. The backbiter is really just trying to destroy somebody. And so, um, uh, again, it, it's all in this list, and it's with some, a lot of evil things that, Next, you got, you got whispers and backbiters, and the next thing he says, haters of God. So what do you think God thinks about whispers and backbiters? And he's got haters of God. Um, and it, it kind of it, it self-definition here, uh, one who hates an enemy of God, a hater of all that's good. And so uh, then we go to the next, despiteful. Uh, despiteful, injurious, and insult, insolent man one who uh, is uplifted with pride, either heaps insulting language upon others or does them some shameful act or wrong. Webster says, full of spite, malicious, malignant. Again, all this just evil as a despiteful enemy, a hater of God, despiteful, proud boasters, uh, it says in Romans 1.30. And so uh, God just listing these off, and I'm going to try to tie this all together here in a second, but I just I wanted to give these... Clearly, these depth, proud, showing oneself above others, uh, conspicuous above others, preeminent with an overwhelming estimate of one's means or merit. Uh, just, just feel like you're about, you. And again, when you, uh, the, the background I came from in athletics, that was one that was where you really saw a lot of prevalent. Yeah, that's one of the evils of athletics, honestly. If you don't run it right in the Christian realm, if you don't handle it right, uh, all it does is build young men up in pride. It builds up their pride, and they think because they can shoot a basketball through a hoop or they can throw a football or they can hit a baseball, that somehow they're better than other people. That's ridiculous. Uh, that doesn't make them better than anybody else, and so it's a real danger, but this thing of pride, and pride, of course, is the real root of all these other sins, but God throws that in there into this list, having inordinate self-esteem, 
possessing a higher or unreasonable conceit of one's own excellence, either of body or mind. Uh, amazing. You know, just, it really is. It, it's hard for me to comprehend how anybody would get to that point where they just think, I'm so much better than everybody else. But, boy, it doesn't take you long to, you know, you don't have to travel very far. You'll meet people that um, just have a high value of themselves. Uh, there's that, that conceit is incredible. The arrogance, that's down here, number two, down at the bottom. Arrogant, haughty. That arrogance is uh, very destructive. Then a boasters, braggart, boaster, an empty pretender, a boaster, one who boasts, glories, or vaunts ostentatiously. He's, uh, it's amazing to me that God, you know, up here, murder, and then it goes through all of these things. Uh, and again, I, hopefully I'm going to explain this a little bit, but, but uh, it, it, you know, he ties these things all together with the incredible wickedness uh, where you're just rejecting God and all we can bring us all the way to murderers. And then he goes into these, these types of things that are done primarily with the mouth and, uh, and the boaster. And, uh, and you know, the, uh, and those, well, those, those, you recognize those pretty quickly. The, the guy that, that every story is about himself, uh, about how great he is, how much he's done, how, how much better he is than anybody else. And, uh, and, you know, nobody has a right to talk that way except me. All right, now, uh, so, now, uh, here we go. Amazing, after we get through all this, he says, inventors of evil things. Inventor means one who finds something new. Evil to be unjust, injurious, to defraud, evil, the second, I wish I had my pointer, but uh, evil as, a uh, as in natural or moral evil, natural evil is anything which produces pain, distress, loss, loss or calamity. Uh, and so it's evil at uh, the very bottom down here, not well, not with justice or propriety, unsuitable, not virtuously, not innocently. And so they're inventing ways to bring harm, inventing ways to hurt people, inventing ways to do wrong. And uh, that's, it's an amazing inventors of evil. And then um, verse, leads us to verse 32, and here's what you got. Moral and mental perversion is inclusive. So God's, we've gone through this long list, and, and I know most of you, you won't remember uh, the definitions I threw up there, but maybe somewhere along the way it might help as you're reading your Bible and you see these. But seeing this incredible list that he just rolls off here of those people who reject God, because that's what Romans 1 is about. It's about rejecting God. It's about just saying no to God, saying, no, I'm going to go my own way. And that's what we've done as mankind. That's what we've done in America. That's, America was blessed because America was, as de Tocqueville said, it was because America was good. Well, America was good because America was Christian. Uh, it was a Christian-based nation. And, and so, but we turned our back on God. And now verse 32 he says, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things, all these such things, all these things that we just talked about, all these things that we just said, he said, who knowing the judgment of God. See, these people, it's not like they don't know that God is going to judge, that they don't know that God is God. They do, but they, 
that they which commit such things are worthy of death, says, look, you know, the people he's talking to, he says, you know the judgment of God. You know how God's going to judge all this wickedness that I just talked about. But look what he says. He says, God, he even goes to the point, he says, oh, sorry, Uh, let's see here. Got carried away, must punch my butt. Okay, who knoweth the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death? Not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. And this is really eye-opening. In fact, that okay, you he's talking to people, said, Now look, uh, you know the judgment of God, all these people, he said, but I'm talking to you. You see, this is where God, when we're reading it, we're thinking, man, can't believe people do that. Can't believe people to do that. Can't believe people do that. And I believe as at the time period, I believe Paul's actually doing this. He's actually saying uh, to the people, he said, look, let me teach you this. I'm writing this. But he said, now, wait a minute. While you're thinking about those people, and I can't believe people would act that way. Can't be people with murder and whispers and backbiters and all these things and haters of God, inventors of evil things. And man, I can't believe people would be that way. And, and, and he says, then he just brings in, he says, now, wait a minute, time out. I'm talking to you. You're thinking I'm talking to somebody else. I, my old preacher used you know, all the time. He said, you know, if you're sitting, sitting there thinking about I hope so-and-so's getting this, he said, then he, it's not happening the way it should be because it's not so-and-so that needs it. It's me. It's me that needs it. And he's saying, don't let this pass you by. This is not something I'm just talking about all these people out here, these People that, you know, can't believe those people. He said, I'm talking to you because here's the reason he's saying is because all of us are susceptible to this. And here's the problem. Almost hate to say this, but somewhere in that list, all of us just about are guilty. But here we justify what we do. We reason it away. We're not backbiting. We're just telling the truth. We're not whispering. It's it's factual. Look, it says, this state of mind wants to take others down with the moral and mental perversion is inclusive. He says that not only do they do the same, but they have pleasure in them that do them. And you say, folks, I know we we sit there, and, and here's where it's really dangerous. Again, with technology today and the TV today and the 9,000 channels that you can have. Uh, so, I mean, I mean if, if we can't find something wrong on TV, it's, it's insane. I mean, you can't find something right. It's pretty sad. But, but it's so much opportunity to take pleasure in them that do them. It really is. It's really hard. It's really easy to get desensitized to everything that's going on around you. That's why, Jay, that, that God's allowing there be a separation between you and some of the, the old friends. Because as much as you are around them, the more desensitized you become to their language, to their gossip, to their attack, to their ways to their thoughts, to their actions, you become desensitized to it. The further, okay, anybody here 
that you, you'd really prefer not to hear cussing. Okay? Anybody here, um, you've been a Christian long enough that somewhere a long time ago, you decided you weren't going to watch that anymore. Okay? Anybody here, you, you, uh, <clears throat> you thought, you know, I remember an old program, and it was, it was all good. Anybody ever, you say, man, I, I remember that old program, and it was nothing bad on that thing. I think we'll just turn that one on and watch it. Anybody ever said that? Anybody after you got about five minutes into it went, I don't remember that. I'm not the only one who's done that before. Like, no. They must have, they must have bleeped that out back then or something because I, I know that wasn't in there. No, you know why? Because you heard it so much back then it did, you didn't even notice it. Now you've been away from it long enough that it's like, Bam! You think, where in the world did that come from? That was a good old program. Nah. It's, um, when, you, when you hang around that crowd, it's real easy to, t- when it, we don't think we are, we don't say we are, but it's, it's real easy to kind of slide into, I'm never going to do it, but it's funny. No, you know, homosexuality is not funny. And I'm as guilty as anybody, you know, I'm just, you know, laughing about this or that, but truthfully, it's really not funny. It's a destruction of a world. So, but moral and mental perversion is inclusive. And so they want, uh, the truth is, they, they want more people to be involved with them. You know, the world wants you to go with them. And I say it this way, anybody that starts to stray away from church, they'll want you to go with them. They, they don't like going into sin alone. And they just want to take somebody with them. And so, then we have moral and mental perversion is progressive. And here's, it starts with the decline in human character. So when you read through these these um, sins that we see that he says, uh, being filled with unrighteousness, fornication, and wickedness, you see there, uh, it's a decline in human character, decency and integrity, unrighteousness, wickedness, covetous, maliciousness, envious, deceitful. But then next is a decline in human conduct. Now, this is the way God lists it, and the truthfully, if somebody had said, how is the decline going to take place, I wouldn't have put it in this order until I started to think about it, what God said. But he said, uh, next is decline in human contact. And, you know, after you have this decline in human character, then you have a decline in human conduct, fornication, murder, rebellion, and dishonesty. But then next comes a decline in human verbal interaction and conversation. Quarrelsome, whispers, backbiters, and boasters. Now, that's where I would have thought, you know, you're going to start talking it before you do it, but watch this now, and this will be something that maybe will help us a little bit to protect ourselves and be careful about who we hang around, but if they're talking 
wickedly. When their conversation is quarrelsome and their whispers and backbiters and boasters, at least the way God organized what he said, it sure seems to me that probably you've already got the physical sins in place. Not all of them. I'm saying that you may have fornication and murder. And of course, when we talk about murder, hopefully we're at least we're talking about what Jesus said, the thought, the hatred in the mind towards someone. Murder and rebellion and dishonesty, those, those things are probably already there. Or one of them or some of them are already there. And that's allowing us, that's, that's our actions now have already, it have just permeated our hearts and, and, and degraded us so that now God brings into the list a decline in human verbal interaction and conversation, quarrelsome, whispers, backbiters, boasters. When people are negative and critical and attacking and angry and hateful and trying to destroy somebody, I hate to say it this way, but probably you're going to be able to, if you could look down deep into the background, there may be secret sins, physical sins, immoralities. So finally, it's a decline in human companionship, having pleasure in them that do them. And so when you go into, when you allow the, any of these things to come into your life, Sadly, we're also going to allow people that do those things like us in our lives. Uh, so moral and mental perversion is progressive. It's gonna, it goes in an order. And then my time's all right. Romans 2, 1. I wanted to get to Romans chapter 2. Amen. This is really exciting, y'all, isn't it? It's really hard for me to... Yay! Okay. Romans 2.1, therefore thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou, thou art that judges, for wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself, for thou that judgest doest the same things. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to the truth against them which commit such things. And think of thou this, O man, that judgest them which do such things, and doest the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God. Now we're into chapter 2, but it really kind of seems weird that he did... To me, you go through all these sins and all this, you know, rejection of God and this, this list of, of sins. And then he says, therefore, 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 meaning that what, what went on before has led to what is about to be said now. And, and what does he say? Thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art that judges. Now you say, yeah, see, we're not supposed to judge each other. Now, what is it really saying? For wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself. What man is he talking to there? He says, therefore, I'm talking to a man now, but what man is he talking to? The man that does the same things as he's condemning. That's the man he's talking to. When you read through the passage, it's not just anybody. And let me help you. We're not judging somebody when we say, hey, murder is wrong. That's not our judgment. God said it. I'm not judging them. The word of God's already told it. 
I'm not judging somebody when I say homosexuality is a sin because God already said it. It's not in my judgment. God is talking about here men who are committing the same things and condemning them. Jesus had a great problem with the hypocrite, and so does God, and so did Paul. The man, the hypocrite. That's who he's talking to. Matthew 7, 5, thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. And when Jesus said that, I don't think he was saying it in a sweet voice. I think he had a problem here. And the problem is, and watch this now, we can very easily come to church and somehow secretly think, man, I can't believe people would look that way, do this, do that, say that, act that way. I can't believe the way people... We can get real self-righteous. But here's what God's saying. Are you doing the same things they're doing? You just hide it better? You just do it quietly? You just know how to... circumvent and not let anybody see. You know, they, they say of junior hires, that, you know, our old junior high teacher, Brother Vogel, a great guy, he said junior hires sin stupid. You know what? Because they sin in a way that they can get caught every time. They tell you a lie while the proof is sitting right there. They, they sin stupid. And the, and the fact is, is that we as Christians, we really sin stupid in the eyes of God. But somehow we think, you know, so long as nobody sees my sin, then I'm, I'm clean and I'm good. Not, no, God's saying, no, I'm really upset with you too. Matter of fact, I'm real upset with you. Because you're sitting up all pretty and saying, I can't believe they would do that. Oh, somebody ought to do something about that. I can't believe they would have that responsibility. Do you know what they do? And God's saying, no, time out. I was in your house. I was, I was in your car. I was in your room at about 2 o'clock in the morning. See, Brother Hooker, you really think we're, no, we are this way, okay? If anybody here has got this thing all mastered that you just never have a weak moment, I don't even want to know you, okay? And here you go. This is us. I just thought I'd throw a little humor. We're done. Yep, that's us, man. So go, yay, devil. Yep, and see, you're my buddy. You're so good, and I'm going to cut you up the first chance I get. And uh, it looked great. Sadly, though, the picture is humorous, but the guy on the left may be condemning the guy on the right. But it might be the guy on the left that really has a problem. So, 
That's where we're going. We're going into chapter 2, amen? <laughs> Praise the Lord. You're clapping because you're glad we're done. Amen, I got to it. We will move faster, I think. All right. Father, I pray you bless. Thank you for your love and your goodness. And Lord, I pray that you'd